This is the Cosmic Voice. And welcome to the Cosmic Voice. This is Season 4, Episode 11. I am here with my co-host, Chris Natalini. What is up, everybody? And I am Mick Michaels. Welcome back, everyone, officially to mid-season. Chris, how are you, sir? I'm excited that we're mid-season. We keep going. Nobody's canceled us yet, so we're good. I'm excited. I'm doing well, brother. How about yourself? Fantastic. No one's canceled this yet. I'm not exactly sure if anybody can really cancel us. If you look well, at the grand true. scheme, I mean, I guess they could. <laughs> In a way, we could be canceled. We could cancel ourselves. Or the ratings could drop, and then what's the point? But it's kind of like being in a band. So, it is, but, dude. It yeah. is. It is. It is. But no, it's it cool. Is. It really is. You know what I mean? This is kind of exciting. We're already, uh, you know, on our tenth season. Or yeah, tenth season. I don't know about that, but we're in our tenth episode. <laughs> almost. Season almost. Four. Yeah, some days it feels like we're in our tenth season. I'm sure of that. So, but you're good. We're you're get, good. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Everything is good. I got my. I got my. Well, no, our listeners can't see, but I got my big Starbucks mug full of coffee. Ready to go, man. I'm ready. I tagged you and your wife today in some uh, Christmas stuff, so you know Ugh. what's coming every Friday. Hallmark Channel. Get your Christmas oh on. God. Get your Christmas on. You Do know? you realize it's six months to Halloween, dude? Can I can I at least have that? It's halfway uh, Halloween. Well, you have it on you'll, Shutter. You'll, Let me have that. You well with this uh, the weather kind of switching back Ser- on us. It feels like it's Halloween. Right? Um, <laughs> listen, I need you know what I mean. I need some whatever. So it's exciting. You know what I mean. I put it out there. You know, I've said this before, even on the show. You know, because we're in April right now, and you go, well, you know, it's April and Christmas is December, and then somebody like you puts, oh, forty-seven Mondays till Christmas, and you're like, oh my god, like it's so close, it's ridiculous. Listen, days, weeks, the months, is. seasons. At this stage of the game, for me, they're just running into one another like i mean we're already we're, we're four months into the new year for us and it's just like you know here it's over it's done oh, let's get right to christmas i know man i know you it's know, crazy it's flying. it is crazy not and, and i know you're excited i know you get very excited yeah I I, well listen i'm right now i'm excited for the summer you know just yeah, i like the warmer months of course but yep. uh, somebody said to me like on actually on the recent post they were like when did you get so into christmas i said always and forever like i'm sorry <laughs> like haven't you been paying attention ever but it's always been like that for, so i know i'm excited about something you know it's funny i just bought uh, a friend of mine's band just put out hoodies oh. and i bought one and i'm like I'm not gonna be able to wear this very long. <laughs> well, I don't listen. I don't know. I mean, I mean spring hasn't weeks, truly, that's yeah, be a bit yeah, spring hasn't truly kicked in yet. So uh, yeah, not yet, not yeah. yet. So I have a little bit of hoodie weather left, but then it's gonna be. It's, then it has to be quick. I'm, put I'm, it away. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna have to hang it up till next yeah. year. Yeah. 
All right. Well, listen, here we go, man. We don't have uh, Will Smith to talk about. We don't have anybody else to talk about this week. So I guess we'll have to get right to topic. All right. We're going to talk about artist perspectives, the view from where they sit or from where you sit, how life on the road and life in the scene, life as an artist is different for everyone. So artist perspectives. What do you got on that, buddy? What do you think? Wow, man, that's, you know, I don't... Kind of hard to answer, right? I mean, it's uh, it is a topic I have to say that you and I speak of in our personal life every so often. Yes, like I mean, we go. Yes, um, correct. The idea for this topic came about through a personal conversation, and we're like, hey, you know, that may be kind of interesting just to talk about. You'll have people who are non-artists who have this perspective of what being an artist is, or what being a musician on the road is, or a performer. Yeah, yeah. And most of the time, they have that yeah. misconception of, you know, oh, this is MTV life of everything we've seen in a video in the 80s. They think yeah. that's what it yeah. really is. And I guess, yeah. I mean, like we said before, for some people, maybe it was. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but yeah, for well, the for majority sure. of for people, sure. it probably was not even close. To and in today's music industry, I don't think it's like that kind of at all. But. No, I, I think, I, I mean, I'm sure there are some bands, I, you know, I can't speak for everybody, but I mean, even just what I've seen in my own personal life, it, you know, it's not that, you know, we've talked about it before. I love travel. I love traveling no matter what it is, whether it's band or personal. I love traveling. I love to be in an airport because you're just going somewhere. Like, I, I just love that whole thing. Traveling is just something that I think we're just meant to do as people. And, and it's, it's it always bums me out when I've talked to people and, you know, they've never traveled and um, or, you know, maybe their big travel is, you know, a week somewhere and, and that's all they can do. And, and I mean, I, I get people's lives, but, it, I, you know, unfortunately in this life, what we all do is we go to school, we work, pay taxes and then have a family and then we're gone. You know, we spend a lot of that time working. Unfortunately, you know, a lot of us do not get to travel. So I love to travel. I, I make a point to travel as much as I can. Now, obviously, I'm very fortunate than some of the people that I'm surrounded by. You know, me and my wife do not have children. It's easier for us to travel. But anyway, so I love to travel. So touring, uh, you know, being on the road is definitely, I can see where uh, it gets trying. You know, one of the things that we learned through the past couple of years when suicide has become so you know in the forefront you know when it comes to artists or musicians because they say you know when bands are on tour or artists are on tour it's you know they live for that two hours on stage and then what do they do the rest of the 22 hours and that's really what gets everybody you know it's those, it's those hours of being alone or being inside your head and lack of sleep and uh you know being in a hotel room or not doing anything so you know being on tour is is certainly not easy we talked about it before cat napping wherever you can trying to get some rest trying to eat properly i love it but also i'm not doing it for a living and i'm not doing it for years on end and you know i know what i've gone through in my personal travels when i've been on tour uh, when I've had the pleasure of being on tour. And um, I can't imagine doing it for years on end. Uh, you know, like obviously the Foo Fighters were supposed to go out for a couple of years. And back in the day, John Bon Jovi would, you know, Bon Jovi, the band would stay out for two years. I can't, even at that level where it's the nice hotels, it's the buses. I can't imagine doing that for so long because it's always just nice to come home. You know what I mean? But I love it. I, it's not easy. It is not for everybody. So I definitely respect, huge 
respect for people that do it on a daily basis, living in a truck, living in a van, living in a camper, you know, just making it to the next gig. And, and nowadays, it seems like nobody, more like your B and C level bands, it's almost like they throw darts at a map. They're just all over. Like it doesn't, sometimes, it's, you know, when you and I plan tours, we, we have you a, know, a we, we, route. We, yeah. we have a route. Some of these bands and, and you and I are friends with one person in particular and they're, well, two actually, like the routing, I don't know how they plan the route. It's almost like they put up a globe and go, okay, we're going to go here, 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 here. And it doesn't make sense. Like they're constantly back and forth. And that's crazy to me, but I'm sure there's reasons why they do it. So that's got to be hard, you know, where you're New York one day and then you're all the way, you know, in Florida and then you're back up to Massachusetts. Like, it, you know, it's it, it's crazy sometimes how it is, but I love it. But I, I give huge props to people that, that do it for a living because it's not easy at all. It is not, no. And I mean, I have to say that I think those two-year stints and all, like, it's a young man's game, or it's yes. a game for those that have been in it for a very, very long time. They have, you know, say like with the Foo Fighters and all, excluding their current situation, they're also touring at a different echelon than the average band, yes. right? So yeah. is touring as grueling for them as, like, say, a, a new band on the scene? Maybe not in some respects. You know what I mean? It's not like they're hauling their own equipment. It's not like they're... You know, they're eating bad food. They may choose to, but that doesn't mean, yeah. you know, like you said, they're not staying in flea bit motels or right, in the back right. of vans or things like that. But they're, they're, they're still away from home. Like, I'm sure they're able to fly back and forth if they don't have family on tour. But let's just say for the sake of this conversation that they don't. Like, you know, those hours do get lonely after some time. You know what I mean? Oh, and, I agree and obviously, with you. you know, with the current situation with taylor passing away you know i often wonder you know did he assuming from what we've read in the reports as of today as we are recording this we don't necessarily know what he died of although we have a feeling by the things that they found in his hotel room but just like you know the uh, singer for lincoln park did they succumb to their own heads being alone for so long in a room just waiting to do whatever the band was going to do later that day yeah, again, I don't know, you know, we could speculate all we want, but I can comment on the fact that that waiting sometimes, and we talked about this before in other episodes, that when we're on, when I'm on tour, when we're on tour, my band, like everything revolves around the show for the day. Like everything's yeah. about the show. You're traveling for yeah. the show, you're eating for the show, you're getting dressed for the show. So everything you do, like even if you get the sightseeing, you have to do it in a certain amount of time because you got to get to the show. No yeah. matter what, yeah. we have to be on the road to get to the show, we have to do this, we have to get up, we have to do this, you know, whatever you schedule in, like whether it's interviews or video shoots or photo shoots or, you know, some kind of promo press marketing for the tour or for whatever album you're supporting or whatnot, you have to do it all in between the show. And yeah. I get that. So if you're not booked up and doing anything, there is a lot of waiting. Like sometimes you get there, like if, again, if you're on tour and you have something half decent going, like you may be sound checking early and then you got hours to kill. And, yeah. you, you know, where do you go? What do you do? It's not like you're traveling with, you know, all the amenities of home. Do you go to the venue? Do you go back to the hotel or wherever you're staying? You know, sometimes it may not be suitable based on the time that you have. So, right, right. So it can be tough. And for some people, they can go out golfing. And other yeah, people, yeah. you know, maybe they hit the gym. I know that, you know, on the downtime 
or on the wait time, like I've talked about before, like we try to get our decompression time in. That's for sanity, not only for the show so we perform better, but it's for us and each other so we're not getting on each other's nerves because, you know, that happens. Yeah. You know, a couple yeah, of days yeah, yeah, out, sure. um, immediately starts to happen. So, you know, I'll hit the gym or if it's nice weather outside, maybe I'll, I'll either go take a walk. I know when we were in Europe, if we weren't traveling, like actually in the car for hours and we were waiting, um, I would just walk, you know, take a walk around. I wouldn't get too far because I wouldn't want to get lost or, you know, yeah. snatched in a yeah. white van or something yeah. like that. But, you know, it's just to kind of break that monotony of either sitting and just watching the world rush by you from either yeah, side of the, yeah. you know, you do sometimes get into your head. You start thinking things and depending on where you're at, if you didn't sleep well or you have some intestinal issues, you didn't eat well, you had a bad show the night before, whatever the case may be, suffering from jet lag, you know, you may start getting into your head and, you know, going down a, a route. I don't totally get it. It could be that kind of person. I don't know, but I totally understand how things can completely spiral out of control. Oh, yeah. Now, I've only yeah. been on the road, you know, most two weeks at a time. And I'm at a stage where I can do that. I don't need to do it anymore. I can do it less. Right. You know, because right. Right. part of this was when I got back into it, I wanted to do it my way. I don't want to have to do someone else's routine or, you know, being told you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to be here, you have to be here. No, because, you know, thankfully, you know, I made decisions in my other life that allows me to do this. And I'm not afraid to say that. It doesn't mean that I'm a big man and I'm the best, I'm doing it the greatest. That has nothing to do with it. I, I still fall on my face constantly, still make mistakes, still learning the, the game and the ropes. However, I don't have to kill myself because it's the end-all, be-all to stay on the road. Right. You know what right. I mean? I'm older, right. too. Yeah. It's just not something I want to do all the time. Do I think about it? Yeah, you know, you think about it. And you're like, eh, I don't know. I like the bang for the buck. This is Stephen Pearson from Rat, the Rat Bastard. You're listening to the Cosmic Voice. That's one perspective. I mean, some other perspectives that we could look at is like, you've met countless bands at all different mm -hmm. levels on the road. I've done it as well. And sometimes you're taken by how certain artists like either react to you, react to the situation, the venue. They have certain expectations or assumptions that should or shouldn't be there. And then other bands, they're not even familiar with that, and it's alien to them, so to speak. I mean, we can talk a little more about that, too, you know, some experiences. I'll be the first one to say that I've been on both sides of those. And it depends mm -hmm, on, sure. on who you meet. Like, I've had some bigger name acts and they come in and they have all these expectations, assumptions, and like, where are you coming in at? Like, we're yeah. we're both playing the same venue here, man. It's I, I, I'm not sure if maybe you were sold something, but that's yeah. not, you know. And then you have other guys that come in and they'll say something to us and we're like, nah, dude, it's, you know, it's both sides, right? And like you and I had talked about in another episode, I think it was last season, you could pluck us out of the level that we're now put us maybe someday hopefully in the next level up and we'd be lost for a little bit until we learn there's some basic stuff that's the same absolutely but then there's yeah. things that are completely different right mm -hmm. and we'd be green mm -hmm. and it would take us a little bit and probably you know some trial and error a lot of yeah error to figure out some <laughs> of the stuff until you got the flow going as the same with if you took and i'm sure this has been the case too because i've read 
I've read stories, I've interviewed guys that were at that certain level, and then, you know, the bottom fell out, the music industry changed, all this kind of stuff, and then they're now forced to be playing at this other level. It was a transition for them because there yeah. wasn't the red carpet treatment. There wasn't yeah. a yeah. great meal waiting for him. It was some maybe some cheese fries and a, and two, two Coca Cola <laughs> liters, right? And diet wasn't included or something like yeah. that. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. it's not like hey, no brown M and M's here type of thing. So it, you yeah. know, and yeah. I think everybody has experienced that on some level, on both sides. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. For sure, for sure. You know, there's a festival on the East Coast that comes around once a year called M3. And what M3 is, is a three-day festival of old, I don't want to say hair metal, because that's how it started, but that's not how it is anymore. Old 80s bands, Winger, Night Ranger, Loverboy, Kicks, Great White, Jack Russell, Enough's Enough, Faster Pussycat, those kind of acts. It's always funny, you know, when I get to see those level bands, whether you're talking about Kicks who headlines or Vince Neil that headlines one of the nights and, you know, maybe Steven Adler's band in the middle of the afternoon. It's always interesting to me when you see all these guys on different levels and how they handle where they are, right? Like you were just saying, like for some bands, I remember, I think it was Enough's Enough, they couldn't look happier that they were on this huge stage in front of all these people, right? Probably, I don't know if it was maybe the biggest stage they've ever played on or it was kind of just kind of regenerating them to where they used to be. And then you got guys like, you know, Night Ranger that do it all the time. And then there's there was one band that I won't name that was hugely rude, very inconsiderate. They were just like, they just, it, they didn't really care. They, to them, it was just like, ah, eh, it's just another show, you know, on this stage, just in another town and not really respecting what was going on and or the bands around them. So yeah, it's always interesting to me, especially bands of that caliber, where maybe they were on top at one time and now they're maybe not on top, they're kinda, I don't wanna say mid card, that's probably not the right word, but you know, my band and their band probably could be <laughs> play on the same stage and everybody would be like, oh, you know, uh, Chris's band's kinda on the same level as those guys, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, in, the, in that aspect of it, everybody has a different perspective, obviously, like you were saying, and it's always interesting to me when I, I see it. Now, I haven't seen in my travels, I haven't seen, and maybe you have, because I've known you, you've played with some really, really big names. I haven't really seen a lot of bands that kind of go, oh, like, what, like, what is this? Or, you know, kind of being really down about, you know, where they're playing or what they're doing. I, I usually, the bands that I have met or run into are pretty happy that they're just playing anywhere. I mean, listen, there are bands, of course, that are rude and, you know, think they're still the rock stars that they should be. But I, I really haven't seen much of that. Maybe less than a handful, for sure. I don't know if you have in your travels, because you've played with some pretty, but you, you've played with some people that don't even get off the bus till they're ready to go on stage. Yeah, I well, yeah, I've had, um, yeah, that's, I, yeah, a number of those people, unfortunately. Um, we've had it where we were told, you know, we have to shut down our merch table yeah, before. Yeah, I've had that. You know what I mean? That's kind of like a bummer. It's like, you know, I mean, we're, we're on the bill, too, you know, but, you know, they didn't want the competition. It's like, well, again, you're headlining. I'm not sure that I'm competing with you. I'm actually, if you look at it, I'm riding your coattails. And you're, right. you know what I mean? Let's be honest, right? That's why you, you, you become a support band the best that you can. 
Um, or actually sell your shirts the same price as the headliner, right? Like if the headliner's selling their shirts for 25, they tell you that you have to sell your shirts for 25 or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of, you know, there's just weird stuff like that. But now we, listen, we've run into some tough cookies, uh, some very rude guys. Even the band was kind of split. Like some of them were real cool. And then some of the, you know, the others were not so cool. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I've always found that for the most part, the replacement guys are always much more laid back, yeah, much cooler, yeah. wanted, you know, yep. wanted to talk and chat. You know, I was getting some stuff signed because, I mean, I do that too. You know what I mean? I mean, sure. I, like, because I'm, I'm a fan as well. And the guy goes, I wasn't even in the band. And I go, I don't care. Just sign it. That's, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, you're in the band I, I mean, now. Yeah, you're in the band now. And I mean, I'm, he was kind of excited about that in a yeah. sense. You know, I mean, I'm yeah. not saying because, oh my God, Mick Michaels asked me to sign his album. Um, no, that's it was not the point. It, that it you was were, the point that you didn't like, care. I didn't care because to me, it's like, dude, you got the gig. Right, like right. I mean, like 100%. For, for many of us, it's like you got two ways there, right? And it's either you've gotten there because it's a band you put together, right? And you're one of the original members, or you got that gig. You were the filling guy that saved that band, and the band's still going. You know, I know in today's world, there's certain bands that there's a rotating cast of characters. Right? Yeah. But yeah, there's other yeah. guys that have, they've been in the band so long, they've been there longer than the original member was in there, in a sense, yep. right? But you know That's, what I mean? Yeah, so, absolutely true. Yep. You know what I mean? And they're still looked at as, as the new guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's true. kind of crazy. But because they didn't have that, you know, from zero to 100 overnight thing, they were still in the trenches or they were a fan, you know. So sometimes I, I always found those guys to be a little easier to chat with. Like, you know, they're a little bit more down to earth and stuff like that. I played with bands, and this isn't a bitch fest, so to speak, but just to give you a perspective, I've had bands that are maybe high-level C bands that have an attitude like they're walking around like they're Judas Priest. Oh, It's yeah. rough. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's even yeah. worse. You know, you can kind of almost understand some of these previously A bands that were kind of kicked down, or they were always a B band. I mean, there was bands out yes. there that were always solid B bands. Nothing, listen, I'll be a, you had your choice. Yeah, okay, I'll be a solid B band. Why not? You know? Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah. But I'm not using that as a as a negative. I mean, it's just like that with anything. You have your A-lister actors. You have your B-listers, yeah. your C-listers, character actors. So yeah. Same with bands. Yep. There's nothing wrong with that. But some of these guys, it does make it harder. And then you're saying to yourself, it's like, you know, man, listen, I'm in the trench too. You know, and at the end of the night, my bass player says this all the time. At the end of the night, we're all playing the same venue. I know you may leave yeah, here and you got another place to go and then maybe four gigs down the line there's that big show and then you go back to your you know 10 crappy little ones that you're picking up you know yeah. I get that but you know for that moment in time everybody's kind of like you know sharing that same energy but I don't know maybe you know you know even when I've played with and I'm nowhere nothing but when I've played with younger bands or bands that are just you know what I've never found the need to be rude obnoxious uncaring i still know where i came from i haven't forgotten that i mean it's i'm pretty much reminded of it quite often so it's hard to forget but at the same time it keeps you honest in my opinion and some people and you and i've talked about this even though this isn't their intent they've been lucky enough very fortunate that their career has blossomed their music has blossomed and they've been given all this stuff all the time so they got used to it they may not be horrible type people or, or using that 
status right, as a right. negative. They just, like they say, you don't know what you don't know. And if you don't know what right. it's like right. to be a band that's kicked out of the venue right after they're set in the pouring rain, then you know, you, you'll never understand what that's like. Or you know, when someone says, well, they didn't give you a hotel, uh, no. Or you know, they didn't have food backstage for you, uh, no. No. Um, right. And though there are those opportunities, and I've had a number of them, but most of them it, that doesn't exist for your regular. No, it doesn't. Your regular band, your band that's out no. there. I mean, any of the times that I have received or my band has received, it's like we're so appre- like it's amazing, like it's still baffling. Like yeah. I, I've played festivals here in the in the states, and some of them, you know, you don't even get food. In other ones, yeah. you get a little ticket. You got to go stand in line with everybody else. And you're yep. trying to watch your time and, okay, I can't, I, I won't be able to stand that line. I'll have to do it after the set or, you know, and then you get there and then they have nothing left or whatever. Well, when I was in Germany and we played and we did a festival there, they had a, and again, I know they have that here in the States. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but it doesn't exist for all bands all the time <laughs> in every single place. Okay. Right. But over there, all the bands that performed, they had a separate area in the building that they could go and people were cooking and preparing food specifically for the bands, not to confuse it with what the general public was getting. And that was, right. we, we were like, you know, they're walking us around and we couldn't speak German. We're like, uh, man, where are they taking us? We're not sure. You know, we're going down into the, the bellies of, uh, <laughs> of the underground here in Germany. And uh, we get there and they, they have these the tables and we could, you know, and this was like, yeah. And that, you know, guys just kind of sit, he realizes we're not, we can't speak we're not understanding much of anything. And he just goes, you know, basically opening up his hands and like, yeah, you guys can sit here, eat, drink, you know? And we were like, wow. <laughs> and you know what I mean? And like no ticket or nothing. No, you can go back as many times as you want. I was like, whoa, yep. you know? <laughs> you are listening to the cosmic voice with your hosts, Chris Natalini and Mick Michaels. You know, I've met bands that are the greatest people, but they have expectations because that's what they're used to. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And for yep. some people, they may take that the wrong way, but it's like, you know, no, like if that's not what you're used to, it, it is very difficult sometimes to, uh, it's a shock. It is a shock. I do know we played a show. We had a fill-in bass player at one show. He had worked with a lot of big names, worked on the writing team for uh, certain studios and certain producers and so on and so forth. He had become a mentor for me. I met him through other channels. First of all, I'm surprised that we even hit it off, but sometimes things happen in weird ways. Anyway, we were in a pinch and I said, would you mind filling in that night for us? I knew that he could do it because he could read music and all. So I said, well, if you can read music, you could do our stuff. I, you know, three chords, you got it. <laughs> so I just gave him the set list, gave him the songs. I didn't even have to give him tab or anything like that. And uh, he had it all figured out. We did one rehearsal and then we did the show. I was prepping him for some stuff. He thought that I was joking with him. When, when we were escorted off the stage, and we were direct support for the headliner, but when we were escorted off the stage, out the back door, and then in the parking lot, and the door closed, he says, I've never experienced anything like this ever in my life. 
He goes, this is, like, he was just, and I go, well, I go, welcome to our world. This welcome is, to the real world, buddy. I go, this is touring in a metal band. <laughs> you kind of walked right out. It's crazy, man. But then, like I said, the other things, like, I've worked on bass guitars and other guitars for national headliners that, you know, just three hours before had gotten off a plane and their instrument was all out of whack. They don't have a tech, you know, because, again... They're a bigger name act, but they're only touring with yeah. themselves and maybe yeah. one other yeah. guy to carry stuff. And there's no yeah. real tech. We adjusted stuff. We worked on stuff. We've let them use equipment or whatever, you know. So you're just kind of surprised. I've been fortunate enough to play with some bands a couple times over the years where guys don't remember you. Which, again, I can understand that. They see thousands and thousands yeah, of people. Yeah. And then yeah. when you're surprised when they remember you. Like, you're like... Yeah, 100%. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, you know couple guys in the band and it's like oh wow that's you know that's pretty cool or whatever the case may be so that's the difference between how some people connect like you had said they take into consideration what's happening around them the environment right. the people like, right. like you said with the uh with the festival in maryland for some it's just another gig it's another date on, right. on that this year's schedule They're, right some of them aren't even sure where they're at and then for other guys it's such a big deal Right. That it holds yeah. a place in them. And that's how a lot of these yeah. guys sometimes then, like, they connect with fans because they see them over and over again. They expect yep. to see those smiley faces. In sense. Yeah, yeah. One time we were in California, we got asked to do this festival, and we were on the, we were on the bill with some pretty decent names. It was a bunch of guys that were just trying to be cool and to pay all these bands to come out and do a show like you know for them and their friends and whoever showed up and they rented like one of those uh places where it was a big place though but it was for rehearsal spots like bands kind of rent right. the rooms and they had two big rooms separated by a door and there was no stage no you know the pa came in the back of a guy's car like it was it was completely it was a not <laughs> yeah man like it was completely not what it was and and for me, I'm like, this is awesome. You know, sometimes, and as you know, and, and I don't, I hate, I hate to say this because I never, I know how it sounds. Sometimes the bigger shows freak me out more than the small ones because with the bigger shows come, you know, with great powers comes great responsibility, right? Like, you know, when you're playing these bigger shows, there's more to it, right? Like you're, you know, you're on this big stage and you larger than life and you know, there's just more pressure. There's more anxiety to it. There's more nerves. You know, you play these other places, like this place we played in California, no stage, PA super small. You know, we played like in a corner. And I do get nervous because I, I still want to put, put on a good performance and I love what I do. So, you know, I always have those pre-show jitters. Moral of the story was because it was just a bunch of guys and, you know, just trying to put on a really cool show for them and all their friends, all they could afford was like pizza and lunch meat. You know, so, you know, here I we like are. I like pizza and lunch meat. Dude, I'm with you, bro. Like, you know, in like vegetable tray, you know, yeah. that they totally got from the local Acting. shop, right, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, so we're all, you know, we're all in this room and we're all sharing a big dressing room. And, you know, all the higher acts that were bigger than us, they were like, so like, this is it. Like, this is the food. And at one point, like one of the promoters came over to me. and was like, hey, man, like, you know, the food's here. You know, I'm really sorry. It's just pizza. Like, he must have gotten 
barraged by complaint. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, hey, man, that's cool, bro. Thank you so much. Like, it's it, totally cool. And he, he was kind of looked at me sideways and he was like, you're cool. And I'm like, yeah, man, listen, I'm just happy that there's food at all. Like, even if it, yeah. all you had was a lunch meat tray and some soft pretzels, I'm cool as long as I have something to munch on until we go on. Like, and it just, that really showed me that, man, people just, they forget, like, they forget that they're at one time they were playing you know these places with no stages no pa or you know really crappy pa nothing's mic'd because they're so used to playing these big venues with all these people and the big stage show and the lights and you know and you're not blowing power out you know they forget that that that's what really bums me out because a lot of these bands you know i'm huge fans of and then i go man like you don't remember when you guys were like in, living in your car and going from place to place and just trying to make money to get to the next gig like what it's about man and these these people they just forget they really forget we had done a midwest tour support for a i'm not gonna name the band but the band was a collection of guys from much larger bands the thing was is all these guys at some point were also replacement guys for much larger bands so they were maybe you know second third generation some of them were even a yeah. little further down that we were put up in i got i'm not going to say hotels but we were put up in motels right the promoter had got everybody rooms now i mean again our band shared one room you know, right which right, hey, listen right. i didn't have to sleep outside or in my car <coughs> so i was right, excited exactly. right. Ex right 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 there was food at the shows and it was most of it was homemade like the promoter had yeah, like his people cool too. i had no problems with that either Right. Yep. I mean, yep. it's my choice then what I eat or what I don't eat or sometimes now, like we talked about before, I sometimes pack my own stuff because I get stomach yeah. issues and stuff like that. Yeah. So I have to be careful. However, very grateful for all that stuff. Well, that band had more issues than you could shake a stick at about everything, where we were playing, what we were doing. We're joking with them. And if you know us, <laughs> after a while, <laughs> The breaking starts, right? We the ball breaking starts, um, and like you know what I mean. Like if we let one thing slip, you know, we're like vultures, and it's just you know we don't. Yeah, care. After just, a while, you, we you don't care. Just, yeah, you guys just wait for that. <laughs> we just wait. For, yeah, and then we're in there. So you know, we're doing all this stuff. One show on the bill had gotten fouled up. I'm not exactly sure. I still to this day don't know what actually happened. Then the show never went off. I was like, all right. I mean, I wasn't completely bummed out. We still had a place to stay. I said, hey, guys, let's go get uh, something to eat. So we did. You know what I mean? I got to go back to the hotel early enough and get some sleep. So we got <laughs> all, all our, we're all ready to go to bed. And we get a call in the room. I'm like, well, who's calling us? Uh, Frank picks it up. And uh, it's the guitar player saying that the singer wants us to come out to his room so he can have a conversation with us. I'm like, well, why didn't the singer call himself? So, oh my God. So Frank's telling us, you know, and then, you know, my guys were like, oh, are you kidding me? It's like, we're already, you know, so we had to get changed. <laughs> yeah, you know, so we had to get changed <laughs> like against shirts the and hats. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's like, you know, what are we being called? The court. And, that's, and we still joke about that. That's what we call it. So we're in there, you know, it was like a feel out of who we were and what we were doing and what do you think of this thing? And I'm saying to myself, well, what difference does it make? We're supporting you. Yeah. It, it yeah, was just one yeah. of those things, man. It was like, but like I said, we made jest of it 
the rest of the time, which made it. Uh, but the one guy, the one guy, you couldn't talk to him because he was just way too cool. Like I think he was, um, he was like twenty fifth replacement removed drummer <laughs> to a big name band. You know what I'm saying? And I was like. I don't know, bud. Have you been on an album yet? I'm not sure. You know, <laughs> has any of those guys been on an album? I'm not sure. It is funny sometimes how... Listen, and I, like I said, I, I'm at fault too. There's been times when you're creating, and we've talked about this before, when you're trying to have everything run smooth, streamline it, you're putting things properly in its place, or at least trying to, and then somebody's trying to take advantage or it's not what you expected or you're like, you know, what is this? And sometimes that firmness, you know, that's a nice way of saying it comes out and it may come across as, you know, an elitist attitude, but at the same time, there are certain standards. I think that, listen, if you're comfortable with whatever, then it's good to go to the flow. If you're not, and you have to create standards for yourself, I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. Like, I mean, we've made it a decision a long time ago. Like, we are not going to stay in hotels that are under a certain caliber. Like, I don't want bugs running around. I don't want to get right, right, know, right, 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 uh, right, uh, right, bed right. bugs or I need the water to work. I need to be able right, to flush right, the toilet. Right. You know, early on, we had stayed in places like the toilet wouldn't flush. And then we got a problem. There's four adult yeah. males who all have bad guts. And we got to go, right? I mean, and then you're, you know, you're running out and buying your own plunger for the hotel room. It's just not good. So, I mean, there's certain things, right? And, like, there's certain places, like, I'm just not going to go eat there. Like, that's not where I, yeah. I don't want to eat there. Now, you can call that however you want, but if I'm paying for it, there's certain expectations. And I guess well, these yeah. guys look at it, too, because in some regards, they are paying for it. They're paying for their people to do their job. So I can understand Yeah. It. Okay. But when you treat other human beings, even other artists, let's just cut it out. Let's just say because some some people are going to say, well, there's some human beings that need to be treated as such. Okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're treating other artists who are there in support of you and the show and the venue and you as the brand, then I think some courtesy should be shown. You don't have to dote all over somebody, hug and kiss them. And, you know, though I had somebody do that to us, he must have hugged and kissed us and God blessed us, <laughs> you know, most of the night. And I was like, all right, man, listen, I, I got, listen, I was excited to meet you, but now I'm just not sure, man. <laughs> now, you're, now you're getting on my nerves. Now you, yeah, now you're getting on my nerves. Do you need five bucks? Do you want me to give you 10 bucks? Because if that's, you know what I mean? I'll do it. I, I've helped other homeless guys out. You know what I'm saying? Listen, man, like you and I have, have been doing this long enough, and I know you have, and I know for sure I have done it a handful of times. At the times that we've sold tickets for certain shows, there have been a few times where I've outsold the headliner. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, I've done and that like, plenty of times. When I was booking the Trocadero, uh, you know, with our mutual friend Steve many years ago, you know, we had a couple shows where a bunch of locals sold tickets to, for the national. The national went on, place was empty. Yeah, I, I mean, that. honest to God, hand to God, man. I mean, that's just, you know, and some of these guys, they walk in thinking, you know, that their stuff doesn't stink, and then come to find out that you're playing for the floor and the bartender. Yeah. And the place was packed 45 minutes before you went on. Yeah. Some, it, I've had some shows even more recently. And then there's been an attitude of, like, that attitude has been worn. Like, 
you know, here it is, I'm just in another place, or, you know, where is everybody, or, you know, expecting this or that or the other thing. Yeah. And the thing is, is the bands themselves, a lot of those bands, I'm not passing judgment, okay? Not at all. You and I are at a stage where we have to still do tons of promotion. Without promotion yeah. of any kind, yeah. we have nothing, right? You're not going like, to, yeah. people yeah. aren't just going to pop in. These guys, certain bands, they themselves don't do it. There's nothing right. to that because they either pay people right. or, like you said, you know, sometimes the routes, you're, you're like, me, they're here, they're here, they're down here, they're over here. Yeah. Because they're yeah. paying somebody just to kind of fill in dates for them. Yeah. And, they, you know, yeah. sometimes those guys aren't even thinking routing. Right. Because their job is not transportation, not equipment moving, not any of that stuff. They're yep. just, just, hey, booking. listen, yeah, I got from here to here. Fill in these dates for me. And yep. nowadays, you know, especially from the pandemic and so forth, it's kind of first come, first serve because yep. w- what's left? Where do I go? Yep. And let's take yep. the first thing available. Yep. So, yep. you know, and I get it. I get yep. it. I want to read something to you. I, I actually posted this on your page the other day. Oh, I um, love this. But I, I love this. But I, ke- I kept it because I thought it was really good. It comes from musiciansunite.com. I thought this was really cool. And I'm sure somebody will have something to say about it because everybody does. But anyway, it says, Any musician who tells you that it's always fun is either lying to you or hasn't been a musician long enough or very long. The truth is, being a musician won't always be easy or be fun, but it will always be worth it. It's a life very well spent. And I agree with that. It's not Uh, easy. It's not easy. No, no. When people ask me about being on tour, they ask me, like even family members, they think it's like... You know, I had to explain. I'm like, listen, you know what it is? You're crammed up in a car and you're you're watching the road go by and you're just counting the minutes till the next rest stop because you got to go. Yep. That's it. You yep. know what I mean? That's and right. everything revolves around the show. There's always a time check or, you know, are we going to get there in time for parking and stuff like that. Some bands don't worry about that because they pay someone else to worry about it or because there's such a name or a draw. And nobody worries about it because nothing starts until they get there anyway. Right, right. Other bands, that's, like I said, everything revolves around that show. What, what do we do? What do we don't do? But this was a powerful thing. And as soon as I seen I thought of you, because I know we've talked about things like this. I said, let me share it. Yeah. This tied in so well to this topic that we were doing. It's just artist perspective. Sometimes trying to explain what it is you do or how you do it to someone who doesn't do it or has no idea... Like, again, oh, like, how hard could it be? How hard could it be? It's not like you're lifting boxes or digging ditches. You're absolutely right. But you're lugging equipment up two flights of steps, and you're up late at night and sometimes up early in the morning, and you're eating not-so-great food, and you're going to the bathroom at weird times, and you're not sleeping very well. You're crammed in a car sitting all the time. You know, there's a lot to it. That's not saying that it's negative. It's just that a lot of that's relative, right? Like, a paper cut is relative to the person and how yep. they interpret and deal with pain. For some, it's yeah. nothing, and other people, it's just as bad as a sword cut or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And what is that? It's perspective. And that's what this show yep. was about. You got anything else you'd like to add? No, man. Nope. So, real quick, I, I think I, I'm going to paraphrase here. I remember one time Henry Rollins said, you know, back in the early days, hey, you know, people would ask him about touring, and he'd be like, it's awful because it's not everything you think it is. It's literally hotels and airports, and that's it. Yeah, I wish mine was a little bit more of airports, but uh, that would be cool. <laughs> um, but I know, you know what I mean? I agree wholeheartedly. So Yeah, man. Yep. 
All right, if you like that, check out some of our other episodes at www.thecosmicvoice.com. Step into the cosmic verse and fill that void. You'll never know what you'll find. Thanks so much for listening. This is The Cosmic Voice. Be sure to check us out at thecosmicvoice.com. Like and follow us on Facebook at The Cosmic Voice. You can find The Cosmic Voice everywhere you listen to online podcasts like Deezer, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, and so many more. Okay, folks, that will do it for another episode of The Cosmic Voice. Mick and I would like to say thank you very much for tuning in, and we will see you next week. You're listening to The Cosmic Voice. Music, talk, and nothing but business.